Hi, welcome to the Idle Hand Society. I'm Dan Higginson. And I'm Paul Bentz. And we're joined today by Ryan McDonough. Hello. How's it going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. If fonts were personalities, what font would you be? No, oh, man. Uh... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brutal. <laughs> well, I'm going to go for the easy copper answer and say Helvetica. Okay. Because uh, it goes with pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you go with pretty much everything then. I try to. <laughs> I, try, I try to just slip in. <laughs> I reckon I might be uh, papyrus. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Avatar. maybe. laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dan I, said I'd be Comic Sans. I think that's a bit unfair. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I mean, Comic Sans reminds me of when I was younger. You know, doing like birthday cards. You know, writing out birthday cards for people. And, yeah. yeah, it's the it's the only font my daughter likes. <laughs> is it everything's in comic sans ah, you, you can't use that rose no, i really like it dad it's good it's good I, all right go for it so all right <laughs> <laughs> the worst of all the fonts right <laughs> there's something just off about it it's it it looks almost perfect like it lines up with you know all of the stuff it should but there's something funny about it and i don't know it's hard to place it's a funny yeah. old font. yeah it's a bit jaggedy looking isn't it it's yeah, just it's slightly off. Uneasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, a bit like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul. <laughs> it was only a joke. She knows I'm joking. She listens. <laughs> she actually listened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I don't think Tanya listens. Does she not? No. No. <sighs> I mean, she might pull me up on this comment afterwards, but we'll, we'll see. I don't think she listens. Okay, okay. Oh, I think she has enough of my shit at home. She doesn't have to listen to it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's an hour of us talking absolute trash. <laughs> so uh, tell us, Brian, where, whereabouts in the world do you live? Like, where, where are you uh, from? Yeah, so I live in Stockport, just outside of Manchester. And, uh, yeah, been living there for the last... Well, I was born here, but then I moved away. I was living in London for a couple of years. Um Studied there, studied the RCA um, for two years and then moved back. Um, yeah, I've been here since 2020. Whereabouts in London were you? Uh, I was living in Tottenham. Tottenham okay. Do you, prefer, yeah, do you prefer being back in Stockport? Or? I don't know, man. Like, I, I loved London. Like, London was great. But I don't know, there's something about the fast pace of being in a city and then just being outside a city. Like in Stockport, it's quite nice just being slightly out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, a bit calmer. But I, don't, I, I like being close enough to like go into without being like in the middle of it. Yeah. Wherever you yeah. are in London, it's just busy. You know what I mean? It's yeah, one of those things. Sorry, oh, no, Paul. Sorry. Go on, no, mate. No, no. I think there's a bit of latency on the line. I didn't mean to go over you, mate. I can't <laughs> wait to move out of London. I've done 20 years, you know, and I've right, right. done my time, I think. I'm, I'm, yeah, my wife, yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife still likes it, though. That's a problem. So it's like maybe yeah. in a couple more years. A couple more years. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move to the And, and are you studying at the moment? Are you, one of you is studying? Yeah, you? I am. Yeah. So I've, right, okay. I, I'm a mature student, so I'm 38. But um, right. at some point, I want to get into education. Like when I'm too yeah, old to chase yeah. people around with a camera. I've kind of just jacked everything in and, you know, gone gone to university at uh, the ripe old age of 38. Um, yeah. It's... That's all right, though, man. Like, you know, there's no 
you know, there's a whole thing, you know, of like, you've got to go when you're 18, you've got to do this, that. No one really, unless, you know, from a young age, you might change later on anyway. But I don't think anyone really knows what you want to do at 18. I'd have pissed and all the no time straight out the wall, mate. There's no guarantee to stay the same anyway, you know? We all yeah. change, don't we? 100%. Um, I, I would not have been able to make the most of it in my, in my youth. No, nah, mate, no. Nah. I mean, I went... I started graphic design at Brighton when I was 22 and I'm 31 now. And like, I look back and again, like, it's still so young, still so young. And at the time, you think, oh, you're a bit older, you know, you know, a bit more bachelor. At 22, you felt like you were a bit older. Yeah. Yeah. And also you're around, or at least I was around a lot of people who were 18, 19, and they're all like, oh, you're so old. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so actually, I get that you know, all the time. Goes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's crazy, isn't it? But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe graphic design is one of those things that's got a broad enough appeal. But on on my course, I'm studying documentary photography and photojournalism. Oh, okay, uh, right. a, a so it's quite specific. Yeah, it's really niche. So it means that the yeah. the, the average age of the the people in my course is probably about 22, 23. Like, there's okay, not cool, there's yeah. a couple of people that are younger. But a lot of them are kind of a, a couple of years older. Um, right, right. I'm, I'm definitely the oldest one there. Yeah, yeah. But it's... I mean, that gives you a hand up, I think, in many ways, you know. The more life experience you have, I, I think that can't really go against you when it comes to things like that. Um, especially when it comes to art, photography, you know, all of it just blends in. And the more life experience you have, the more you have to draw from, I think. Did you feel like at 22 when you studied graphic design? Did you feel like you had <laughs> yeah. a bit of a, a head start on everyone else on the course? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if it's a head start. I just kind of felt like um, I knew more about myself, you know? Like more than like, you know, 18 or whatever. You kind of yeah. Education. We've had a few years out because I was unemployed for a couple of years. And then... You know, and then works for a couple. Of, you know, I've been mean? like I've kind of gone through a bit, and I think that shapes you more than if you were just you know straight from school to college and university. Yeah. Um, so kind of like I never really thought of doing art when I was younger because I well I have cerebral palsy and when I was in school I was quite ill and I had meningitis when I was eleven. I was in a wheelchair for five years or five and a half years, and um, I couldn't really do certain subjects. So things like art, uh, there was another one I wanted to do. I think I wanted to do like cooking or whatever, but basically there was only um, certain facilities available for disabled right. students. And I, there was like four of us in my year with cerebral palsy. Um, who all used wheelchairs. So in that time, I think there was only one student who could do each subject kind of thing. So I didn't get art. Uh, at that time, so I kind of just never really thought about it. And now I wanted to do game design, so I went to do that at college for a year, and then during that time I started walking again, and there was a whole thing with doctors and stuff like that. And uh, when I started walking with crutches again, I was like, what am I doing? I don't, you know, I don't want to do this. Like, you know, it all became about wanting to go out and, I don't know, walk and find more about, about the world and I did a course and a job for about five months and <laughs> realised that wasn't wasn't <laughs> it. 
Um, but, you know, I think just that experience in itself, and of course it doesn't have to be a big experience like that, but anything like that gives you something else to bring to your work, you know. Um, so that's what I mean, being a bit older, you have so much more to draw from, even if it's just, you know, being in the same place for the last know, 10 years. It's like you see things a bit differently. Yeah. I think you've been for a couple of those cycles as well. Like every five years. Yeah. Or I, I don't know, the, the, those periods stretch out a little, a little bit now. I'm in sort of my late 30s. But mm. every five years or so, you, you have this thing in your head where you're like, oh, I've got this life shit sorted. I know what this is all about. And then yeah. Yeah. eventually you come to the realization that you have no fucking idea and no desert. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody yeah. else does either, you know? So did you, exactly. so you said you got into art like quite late. Yeah. Yeah. So did you come from a creative family or like were you a creative kid or was this just like a straight up? Yeah. You were really academic and then you just took a left turn. Yeah. Well, I was never really academic either, to be fair. I mean, because uh, I was born with CP, I was put in like all the lower classes the whole way through like the lower groups and stuff and I was right. never really um I don't want to say I was never like nurtured or um said I could achieve anything but because I was always at the lower groups I was always kind of just expected not to really go any higher you know um and I was at like a low reading age till I got to like year seven or eight but I enjoyed reading I enjoyed stories and I enjoyed you know drawing and I loved animation and so when I look back now like I didn't realize I did that at the time same with music and learning you know guitar and love playing drums and stuff like that so there definitely was creativity and fortunately my mum she's very creative so she you know um she definitely kind of spurred me on to to do that but it wasn't like something I thought was ever a, you know, I didn't think you could make a career out of any of it because all you ever hear are like, you know, the starving artist kind <laughs> yeah. of stories. If anything, you know, I mean, you don't hear of people starting business, especially now with, you know, you've got things like YouTube and Spotify and just the internet in general. Like everyone can make a business really and create some kind of living doing it. But I think back then, it was kind of like, well, you put a, you know, got to do this and get a job and do it on the side. Um, so I saw it more as a hobby. Well, I didn't even think I was good at it to begin with. <laughs> and and someone told me to go to, to college, so I did a. Uh, it was an adult uh, BTEC course. So even then, at the age of mm. 20, 21 when I started, it was an adult course. Um, so you really yeah, did find I it late. Back, Sorry, mate. So you really did find it late? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I, I look back and I think, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I always knew, like, I enjoyed art and music and that kind of thing. But because there were so many, I don't want to say barriers, but because of the disability stuff and being ill and all these things, it's just like I didn't really have time i was just focused on doing what was happening there and then you know and um, whereas now you know again you learn more about yourself as you get older like i know what i enjoy and i know you know i have other interests now and things like psychology that was one of the things that actually took me into art because i was so interested with science and 
I think being around like doctors quite a lot and physiotherapists and all that kind of thing, I was interested in that kind of medical scientific side. But I was never that drawn to doing that, you know. And I never had the fucking GCSEs to do it. You know what I mean? So I wasn't really <laughs> right, interested. Right, right. It wasn't know, necessarily but, your calling, it was just an interest. Yeah. It's like, how can I express this thing that, you know, because we all have something, I think, inside that we want to express somehow, whether it be through numbers or, I don't know, whatever, however we're going to create something. What about, um, so is there is there a creative medium that you don't do that you think you would fucking crush at? <laughs> oh, I don't know if crush it, but uh, I mean, I've always been interested in photography, but for me, it's always been a tool yeah. rather than really like looking into it and being like, oh, you know, like I can appreciate it, but I've never, because I've had a few analog cameras and stuff like that um, and a few digital cameras, but it's always just been a tool. It's been like, oh, I've used this to take a picture of it, you know, but I've never been like, oh, the lighting and there's this, and oh, I can put it here. And, you know, that's never been my thing, but I've always been very interested in photography. Um, and again, like psychology, like I love just reading about, yeah, scientific stuff. And I think that has such a big impact on, you know, how we live, you know, the things we do. And I love just reading about that. I find it fascinating. I was listening to, sorry, Dan, I was listening to, um, uh, what's he called? Philosopher A.C. Grayling. And he said, right, we never, yeah, yeah. he said, we never ask ourselves the big questions anymore. Like, mm-hmm. why are we here? Like, about our existence. And I think it's true. You, we, I don't, I don't hear any of my friends, you know, I know it's not maybe a, a light conversation, but we don't, we don't ask ourselves the big, the big questions, right? Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't put those questions. What do you think? Do you, do you, why are we here? What's, what's your thoughts, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> me oh my yeah. god um i don't think it matters I, I i and i know that sounds really flippant to say i think the answer to that question is is more about what do you want to do with the fairly short period of time that you have here for us three maybe it's we want to create something and maybe that might be to express ourselves or to leave a mark i'm not really sure and I think my answer to that might change day to day. For somebody else, it might be to devote their life to a faith. For mm. another person, it might be just to have the best possible time. But I don't think there's just like one generic answer to why are we mm. here. I think mm. we're a funny little animal. I think we get obsessed with big questions like this. when and, and Because they're so much bigger than we are, I feel like, I don't know, you could just let that consume you. And I'm not... I'm not sure you need to answer it for everyone, just for you, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's something great about that question, though, to think about. Is well, I mean, I mean, I made they might. You're right. There's multiple reasons, obviously, but but in the in the bigger philosophical question of why are we here, like not not you know just because I like to take photos and I want to leave a mark, but more more in the deeper meaning of that question. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the, mm-hmm. the I know what the, you're the, saying, but like maybe. Let's try and reframe the question for a second, right? And we'll come back to the original question because I want to know what Ryan's answer is. But why is the answer to that question important? See, this is where it just goes <laughs> really deep. Because <laughs> then it's like, well, is anything? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What does any of it be? Yeah, yeah. And I think, 
And I agree with both of you to, to, to an extent because I think there is a really deep, but I think it's what we give it. Everything has meaning what we give it. And we all, all have different um, ideas of what it means, you know. And we're never all going to agree specifically on one thing. Yeah. Even though some of us might um, to an extent. But we're all going to have some kind of different idea in our heads, you know. I think that's what makes life quite beautiful, right? That's what makes the whole planet yeah. kind of beautiful. Yeah. That it's simultaneously incredibly deep. Right. But it's it's not yeah. always that deep, right? Sometimes no. it's just, no. it is what it is. It's surface. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Mm. Come on then, Ryan. What, what do you reckon then? Like, why are you here? Like, what's what drives you? Um, well, I... I'd like to think in some, and I suppose this is goes back to the deeper kind of thing. I think we're all here to kind of teach each other to some degree. You know, we're all here to just show each other what we've gone through and what we're doing. And, you know, in terms of like whether it's a big or a little impact, I don't think that matters because we all pass something on to each other, you know, through a perspective or a life experience or whether we're, I don't know, like we were saying, like being creative or what, I don't think any of that matters. It's, I think it goes to the small bits, just, I don't know, being nice to each other. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It all, like, yeah. again, I think it carries on, you know, the way you interact with someone. And, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But I don't know why, you know, going to like why I'm here and stuff. I used to think we all have a reason for being there. And I still do. So I think there is a reason for everyone and all that, but it gets a bit difficult with that kind of argument, doesn't it? You know, like there's a reason for everything because then it's... It feels too much. You've got to boil it down to one thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, why does this happen? And why is this happening? Well, you know, and it becomes a bit difficult. But I think things just happen and you make the meaning, you know? You give it the reason, because otherwise, I mean, I, you know, I think it was like when I was young and I was ill and stuff, and I really like struggled for a long time because I was like, well, why is this happening? You know, like why, what, why, why does you know this person gets to go and just do this whilst I, you know, and I definitely felt mm. sorry for myself for a while, but and you go crazy if you just keep thinking and thinking that way. So you've just got to give it something that makes you think in a better way. And I think that creates, to, to a degree, it creates the world around you, you know, because you end up finding people who think the same way. Um, How old were you, you when you had just, that epiphany, Ryan? Oh, I don't know. Probably, I mean, I was probably a bit older, 18, 19. Okay. So before you found creativity, like as a yeah, yeah. graphic design at least? <laughs> Yeah, well, I was actually drawing around that time. I started drawing more and more as I got to about 19. Um, and I was doing it for a couple of years before I went to university or anything like that. But I was just doing it because it was getting something out, you know. So I do think there is like an expression, a creative need sometimes, you know, like mm -hmm. a drive. There are some people have the incredible skill being able to see something, being able to draw it. You know, specifically, you know, and it looks like a photo. Yeah. I've never been that kind of, you know, I've never had that drive to do that either. It's just like, I've got to get this out, you know. How about your, um, 
your style when when did you kind of find that because you have got a really distinct style i know that so tanya my other half she introduced me to your work god like two years ago um oh that reminds me i need to talk to you about buying some prints oh cheers man thank you when she introduced me to your work there was something about it that i found really interesting which was that you're combining a lot of the time text Mm. with the kind of abstract collage I'm sorry, I'm not smart enough to know how to articulate like no, your mate, style. No, no. But... I'm, I'm not particularly very smart. Just you know, doesn't matter. <laughs> is what it is. Just but there's something so literal about putting text in art mm-hmm. because it sort of. I'm trying to say this without sounding like a person that's thought too deeply about it because I definitely haven't. But a lot of time in art, it's it's all very abstract. You're trying to say something or you're trying to convey a vibe through through visuals. But then, mm. because we can read, like you can get past that game of charades and you can literally just write the message. How well, do you think me- that... But the, but the me- I was going to just add to that, but even, even with the words, you're, you're playing with the repetition of words on top of each other, layered on top of each other. So the meaning, even then, I think becomes not as clear maybe as... I mean, you, you, on one you say, "Oh yeah, right," but it, I mean, underneath that, there's there's loads of other lettering, and it's I I like the chaos of it. I like it feels it feels it feels Thank like I'm almost I'm inside your mind a little bit when I, when I, when Dan showed them to me, and I was like, "Oh, I love this. This is really lo-. like I mean it right." It just when I'm looking at them on my screen when I'm talking to you now, and um. You know, some of them look like I don't know. I get an example like of a of a burn. Do you know, like an old film slide. They got that kind of mm. feel. Mm. Um, yeah, I love all that stuff. I love the kind of weathered. Yeah, yeah. I was I was listening to another podcast, and you said you were when you first tried it, you were printed out on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I do that regularly. <laughs> yeah, but again, I think that's the. You know, like I was saying just before, like I've never been that kind of artist or person to really look and and try and do something you know like a photograph i've never tried to mimic something or get it specific i like the kind of messiness to it and i think that's part of the journey and the style really it's not kind of half half in it necessarily but it's leaving it and letting i suppose nature take over to a certain degree and that's why, like, now with where I've kind of got to is it's doing stuff, you know, analog with paint and, and drawing and stuff, but also using, you know, the printer and the scanner to add that other element. So I think it just gives it a slight, I don't know, I don't know whether a slight edge, because it, it is the kind of stuff that's been going on in graphic design for a long time, you know. David Carson, who people, you know, often... Uh, tell me my work looks a lot a lot like but um i don't know but i think that's a uh, there's so many i mean why not associates as well it's a big uh it's a world is massive right i mean yeah uh, i i just how, how difficult how long does it take you to create a piece what's sort of like what's your starting block for where where's the inspiration come from where's um I think in terms of like the words and the text like that, because I'm always writing stuff down like it, because I love, I've always loved writing. I've never really made a, a thing out of it, because I, I love poetry. And just, again, it's a similar thing mm-hmm. to, to the 
making stuff, but it's just an idea on top of my head. I'll just get my phone out and I'll write it down. I'll just have a load of words and I'll just take some of that, you know. And sometimes the words don't make sense, so I'll just use numbers, you know. <laughs> I'll just move things around. If it sounds interesting, like especially with the stuff I put on Instagram, um, put words and then in the caption, I'll continue some of what is said so it makes more sense um you know so it, it reads a bit better i suppose is this your um is this your day job as well yeah it yeah is. currently yeah yeah well again i was quite unwell with covid in 2020 and it i guess it just kind of got me at the, the wrong time not that it's the right time for a illness or anything like that but um, yeah I got it quite early on, so I was bed-bound for like a year after um, having it. But that was actually quite a prolific time of making work, so I was quite concerned. I was, you know, ill, and I wanted to kind of prove I'd get better. So I did like daily pieces of work, which was old work, but I just, I don't know, scanned it in, made stuff. And that continued to where I've got to now. Um can I ask you? Sorry, I was going to. Do you think? Do you think making the work is kind of it helps with the healing process as well? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, it takes your mind off it. I think and mm-hmm. part of it for me was if I can work in these limitations, like because it's such an arty thing, right? So like you've been given some limitations. You've got to work in this area, and it's like, well, okay, I've had this thing, and I've got to work within this kind of time frame because there were certain days where like I could only be up for like an hour and I'd just be in bed for like you know the rest of the day and I find it hard to move so I was like well perfect and it sounds crazy because it's not it's not perfect like you know it was kind of just existing you know at a certain point but I was like well if I can create something out of this then it's it's all right amazing amazing i think having that determination to be able to do it even when you're at your lowest is like i'm not sure i i just been to the dentist this week and i've been moaning and i couldn't sit for the computer so i have amazing <laughs> respect for you mate thank you yeah well the dentist is a pretty rough one <laughs> <laughs> hate it hate it yeah, mate, yeah. paul's having a whole no, grill for, the... for his gnashes <laughs> yeah <laughs> gonna get gold <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate, I cut you off a little bit there. No, no, I, I'm not sure what I was going to say, to be fair. I was just, yeah, I'm not sure. No, I, I was just, I, I was going to say, and, and I'm sorry if this, I was going to ask, do you know, having the illness, does that make you more, um, I was going to say, determined and more focused in terms of your available time and how you work and, 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 and how is it for you, you know, currently and how you're feeling and does it... That you have to does it dictate how often you work? I was gonna really I was gonna ask. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially these last couple of years. Um and when I look back as well, even when I was at uni, um because part of I'll say this as well, part of it is like I really hated having to say I had like a disability or a, you know, problems meeting deadlines and stuff like that for a long time because I got diagnosed with epilepsy when I was in my first year of um, Brighton as well so my first year of uni and I was kind of diagnosed with it when I was younger because it kind of goes together with uh, cerebral palsy 
But it was the kind of thing where, you know, I didn't have a particularly very bad one. I was young. I said, oh, you know, you can grow out of it kind of thing, but you can also grow back into it. So I reached a point where then it, you know, came back. It was kind of prominent a few years before, in about 2013, 2014. Um, but around that time when it started, again, like, it can be, you know, it's a blessing because it gives you all this stuff to work with. You know, I got brain scans from the doctors. I was like, hey, you know, I'll fucking use all of this. It's, it's great, you know. Um, but at the same time, it was like I was putting so much pressure on myself because I was like, I didn't want to be seen as this person who could barely get back, you know. So I was pushing yeah. myself to make extra work and then trying to push myself too much. And when I think of COVID, you know, when I got that, um, I was just, burn out to be honest i've just been going like constantly for quite a few years and you know just started freelancing kind of six seven months before and um yeah it was just a bit too much but then obviously i continued that and then over the last two years or so i've kind of realized i just need to take my foot off the pedal a bit and the way i was working to try and work a bit smarter because i know the kind of style i do now i know fortunately people like it um, and people are interested by what I do, so I can just keep doing it. But I still have that same drive, just not pushing myself to the limit, you know, because I, I used to think that was the magic, you know, that that whole kind of romanticised, you know, starving you artist, do. you've got to keep the going. The hustle mentality, right? Yeah, and I think it, it can be good to an extent, but it gets to a point where it's just, it becomes quite... Overwhelming, right? It's like... And there's also yeah. a lot of a lot of noise telling you how you should behave on the internet and how yeah. you should be acting yeah. as an artist and you should be having print drops and time print drops and you know there's there's so much shit that's yeah. thrown at you. Yeah. And well, I never used to sorry, go on. No, go on, no, 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 it's fine. Well, I didn't really use Instagram till about twenty twenty. Like I used it, but I never put work on. Mm-hmm. You know, I put like something on every now and then. Um and I have like an old Android phone, I, I refused to get an iPhone because I hated all of the constant noise. But, you know, you get to a point where you've got to kind of play the game, you know, you've got to be in it, but you've got to kind of keep a foot out at the same yeah, time yeah. and keep your sanity, I think, because otherwise it will just drive you mad. And I definitely like fell into that. I think, particularly, you know, over the last couple of years. Um, when I was unwell and stuff, because it's so easy to fall into it, and then you're putting all this pressure on yourself. But when you take a step back, you realise none of it really fucking matters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like none of it matters because things have a way of working themselves out mm. in some way or another. Um, I think. What about what about music? What music? I'm going to ask you for your desert island discs now. You can take three albums <laughs> on onto a desert island. Um, me, well. I, I'm interested. I, I can see the guitars. I can see the little box of piano in the background. There's little, there's little hints to the musical talent on yeah. the show. So, so I, I'm interested. I, I always love asking people about music. So you got three discs. Come on, three albums you can take with you. Oh. Like I was on a desert island. See, Joy Division was one of my go-to bands. If I said that on a desert island, they might get a bit grim nah. quickly. <laughs> one of the best bands in the world. Yes, Brian. Joy Division are amazing. Yeah, Joy Division are great. That's probably difficult. Cool. It is yeah. difficult. I always struggle with that because I mean, at least you ask my favourite band because you can't... I don't know if you can pick 
No, really? you can't. Can you? You've got can lots I, of musical taste, right? All right, let's change. Let's change up the question then. Let's make this easier. Then. All right. If you if you used to open your phone right now and look at the last three records you played, whether it's compilations, playlists, right. whatever, what's the last three things that you Ooh, listen to? Okay. That's interesting. We should. Do- now, yeah. Yeah, Are we all doing this? Come on. Yeah. It's only fair. Oh, while I'm looking, that reminded me. Yeah. I sorry, I'd opened up Instagram earlier because there was when you were mentioning photography and how you were kind of interested in that. I'd, I'd wondered if you'd ever seen um, Clem Ono's work. Clem Ono. No, I don't think I had. Who's that? Sorry, Clem. Clem Ono. Um, um, he's a he's a photographer, but his work is super graphic. It's. Um, I don't know, like the two of you I think would get along. I did meet him once very briefly and I think I think you two would definitely have a lot in common. And also I was going to ask you, do you know, do you know Luke Saxon as well? Because he's, he's a Manchester boy and he does kind of, he mixes um, photography and graphics, would you say? I don't know how to Luke describe Saxon, it. Yeah, it's kind of collage Yeah. Uh, it's, it definitely leans more photography though. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, but it's still, it's still, he's playing, and he li- and he lives in that space as well a bit more, right? Okay. Yeah. Look. yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke Saxon. Okay, so come on then, Paul. What's the last three things you listen to? Okay, so the last one was "Love Without Illusion" by Pleasure Pool. Never heard of this. Yeah, there you go. And then before that, it was "Bap Team" by Paul Rue. Again, never, never heard him. (laughs) An alternate history of my first kiss. Who was that? Sorry, an alternate history of my first kiss. Is that the name of the band? Okay, Hawaii Kirby. Okay, never heard of any of these. That's cool. That's very uh... (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, very alternative. (laughs) Have you found yours yet, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, so Ryan, take me down. Listen to the XX. Oh, I love okay. the XX. Yeah. There's the intro, which is that's amazing, right? Isn't that yeah. isn't that that I think on my life, right? That that well, how many seconds, I don't know how it is, but it's 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 the greatest piece of short music I think I've ever heard. Oh mate, it's amazing. It's it's, 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 it's mind like, um, slow dive as well. Yeah, yeah, it's like, slow dive kind of, is so good. Yeah, I actually listened to them the other day. I'll, I'll put them. They've got there. a new record out, right? Slow Dive. I've not listened to it yet. I think it's it pretty was good. A couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the album cover, but I've not listened to it yet. Um, yeah, What's Slow Dive the... great. Yeah, that new, and that new record's really good. I'll give it a listen. I'll if you could a... redesign an album cover, which one would it be? Oh. Uh, uh, or, or or if you want to make it really easy, because I know that album covers are kind of iconic, so you don't really want to fuck yeah, with them. Yeah, they are. But, well, it's so, like that Joy Division cover, you know? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I want that tattooed. Like, that's so good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons, actually, story is one of the reasons why I chose to do graphic design was because of that cover. Really? A lot of album covers, actually, because they're so, again, they're just iconic, aren't they? Like it's a simple graph. Well, I say simple graphic, but it's something that makes or it gives the band the identity, really. You know, some mm. bands you never really see the faces, you know? Yeah. Um, or at least, you know, yeah. I mean, even now, you know, if you listen to a band, you don't see them, you might see a picture of them or whatever. 
Um, I suppose you go on YouTube, you're always going to see him play live, but yeah. But Ryan, this is a question we ask everybody. Yeah. And I'm gonna, are you ready for it? What's one tiny thing, one tiny thing that brings you joy? One tiny thing. Daniel's got a list if you want an example of, from Daniel's list. He'll, he'll, you can pick one to what, is it, Dan? Oh, you, uh, I want to say it's about 17, but I'm actually just <laughs> trying to find... You've lost the list. Don't tell me you've lost the no, list. No, no, no. I've not, I've not permanently lost it. Hang on. Tiny thing. You're listening to a man search his computer. 21. I've got 21 things. Go on, pick a number, so pick a number between 1 and 21, Ryan, and I'll... Uh, 19. The sound of rain when you're in a car. <laughs> sound of yeah. rain when you're... That's quite a nice one, Dan. Yeah, that like is it. soothing. Uh, Go on then, Ryan, is there, is there one thing that springs to mind where you're just like, this is like a nothingy thing, that, but I just enjoy it? Yeah, I suppose listening to nature outside. <laughs> you know, listen to the birds go by. Mm. It, you know, you could sit outside for ages, you know, on a, on a warm day if you're wrapped up warm. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I've recently, I've had to get up quite early in the morning and London when it's like 4.30, 5am in the morning and mm. the light has just before light is breaking and there's this weird sort of, you know, dusky, twilighty sort of feel to the sky. And it's, it's, it's cold, but it's fresh and it's, you've got mist on your breath. Mm. That, those, little, those little tiny things. Yeah, yeah. So where is it? Uh, you live in London again, so is it? Uh, I'm Wandsworth, yeah. Wandsworth, yeah. Southwest. Yeah, I, I've been here a long time now, too long now. Yeah, was it 20 years? Just 20, 20 years, 20 years. I'm almost, I'm almost losing my Welsh accent. <laughs> no, you've still got it, mate. <laughs> yeah, you're kidding yourself, Paul. There's, there's literally nobody. Is who's this Londoner? Who's this East Ender that is on this yeah. podcast? Oh, 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 before you came on, I, one of my earlier jobs was working in an, an NTL call centre and you spend all day answering the phone. And because it got so boring, I used to put on different accents when people came on. So it was like, G'day, my Roy, welcome to NTL Australia. How can I help you? <laughs> and, and because Welsh and Indian is quite similar, right? There's a similar, like, tonation. So I could do an Indian, hello, welcome to uh, NTL Mumbai. Can I help you please with your culture? <laughs> that is the least convincing yeah, I know, Indian really accent bad. I've ever. Your Australian was better. I apologise to everybody from Mumbai and Australia ahead of that. But yeah, yeah, your Australian was quite good. To be yeah, fair. yeah. I'd say <laughs> a solid good. eight out of ten for the Australian. That I might be the best that. accent I've heard out of you, Paul. Can I, my Roy? <laughs> it, it's just after your Welsh accent yeah, that, you, that you're yeah. definitely losing. Yeah, I, I'm. Anyway, I was. So, what what does the future hold for you, right? What were you? Are you working on any new projects? Are you are you doing anything exciting? Yeah, I'm. Um, well, I've got a few plans for the next. Well, I say the next year. Um, I want to start a few things up because I've always been interested in like starting my own. You know, kind of. I say business, but really just continuing work and finding a way to keep that going without, as we were saying before, you know, pushing yourself too far and finding that balance, you know. So it's keeping that going, but maybe just finding a way to change it slightly. Um, 
because I don't know, I was thinking of doing YouTube for a bit, um, mm-hmm. sharing work that way. Because I mean, everything's becoming more video. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. We, in a way we've got shared. lots of photographer friends who've moved into video, and and I think I mean, people consume such a lot of it. I mean, it it means it makes sense to do it, right? I mean, I just think. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I suppose, it's just such a longer process, right? And it's more time consuming, and it's the, the editing is time consuming, and everything becomes more expensive. There's gear, and you know, yeah. you begin to go down a rabbit hole of kit and stuff and time. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, for me, I've always tried to be, I don't know if like true to myself or you know. I think when you're authentic and you're just doing things as you think of them and go, I think the equipment side of it and all the rest of it doesn't matter as much. Again, with what you're sharing. And I think if you're just using it as like a basis to start going, you know, all that stuff will find, you know, you can always upgrade gear and stuff down the line, you know, but I think it's starting it. And that's what I'm trying to get myself to do in the next year. Um, so what would it be? Would it be heavily about it? Sorry. So, so what would you be talking about on your channel? Would this be how? Would it be about your process, or would it be about your philosophy? Because you're obviously a guy that's mm. thinking deeply about this stuff too. Like, where? Thank you. Where's your niche? I, that was what I was, uh, and I've been thinking about it more and more the last couple of days. Because so I was like, do I make it a channel that's about just the art? You know, just about graphic design and the process. Is it about that? Was that just one of the things? that it is about kind of go like over, you know, like I was saying about psychology or whatever other mm. interests and just make that a thing and maybe every now and again do a video where it's just making art, you know, mm. and, and do it around that. But again, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm still figuring it out. But again, maybe I just need to start it, you know. Do you take commissions or is all of your income through selling like your personal work? Yeah, so I'll say commissions, yeah. So how, how does that process look? Let's just say from somebody that has no idea how graphic design works at all, mm-hmm. somebody like mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, receiving emails back and forth. Okay. The, right, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, receiving emails back and forth and talking to a client, certain budget out, which can always be a, an interesting <laughs> exchange. Always, always find that one, right? I think I got a little idea here. We, we, we're going to do a zine for the Idle Hands, aren't we, Dan? Yeah. Okay, yeah that's cool. one, one of the things. And we're going to collaborate with artists to, to be part of the zine. And maybe we'll do it quarterly or uh, twice a year. Don't know the details. But let's commission Ryan to do the first cover for us. There you go, oh, Ryan. Man, yeah, I'd be lovely. We, yeah, we'd I love think... that, wouldn't we? I'd love that. I think it'd be amazing. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. That'd be great, yeah. I, I think, yeah, we, we've got, we're hopefully going to take this out into an event in the new year. So we're going to have a live event where we get five creatives to come and talk about their work. Um, oh, whether you're a, a, a musician, a graphic January designer. January the 13th, right? Yeah. Is, uh, that, is that the date? January right, the 13th? That's right. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, so month. month. Yeah, month, yeah. We, we, we've got a friend redesigning our website and redesigning our logo. So we're trying to... This this is the year where we're going to go full hog into it. I think um, that's no half hog in here. Only no full half hog in. <laughs> <laughs> Whole arsing, never half arsing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. That's exciting. That um, yeah, good. 
and and I think like we just want to support the people's work we like. Like that's that's kind of our mission, really. We we both of us are photographers who like art, and I think yeah, um, uh, yeah, we we come across such a wide variety of creatives who work on so many different projects and processes. And we me and Dan always say this, but you 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 there's a common thread that that this thing about to create and and how it helps your your mental health and your well being and and how art heals and I know that might sound like yeah. a cliche but it does doesn't it it fixes us and the community as well there's like a yeah. kinship there's a kinship between it doesn't matter if someone's a musician a graphic yeah. artist a photographer like a director there's there's this commonality between every and I, medium and I think I also think and we've talked about this before, but social media is almost a surface layer and you don't get to know the person really yeah. behind the work. Yeah. And that's maybe what you should do though, Ryan. I was thinking about your video as I was speaking this. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. know, even just me and you connecting on this podcast today, right? There's, I, I think a lot of us don't like putting our own face on our videos and, and putting, right? Yeah, but, part, but, of my, uh, part of my face. Yeah, me too. I never like looking at my own face. Me, me, too, me too, I mean, We're with you, right? And I, I think, yeah. but... I think you you you're so personable and you come across so well that that, Thank you. It's, that it's a, it's about like taking down these barriers and and making ourselves vulnerable and you know about that more than most people I imagine um and then I think it's authentic it's like your work it's, if you make the channel authentic mm-hmm. I think it'll just it'll 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 work for you I think it's it's the same thing in in all of us like it's it's difficult we sometimes get confused and distracted by so much shit that's out there. Yeah, but actually, yeah. if you just, why are you making it? What are you making it for? You're making it to help yourself feel better, to, mm. to maybe leave a message to how you're feeling to the world. And if somebody else can look at that and relate to it and have, even grab some small, tiny reaction, yeah. then you, yeah. you're a win, right? And even if nobody exactly. reacts to it, that, that was another question me and Dan were talking about before you came on, was about... Like, as an artist, I think a lot of us feel like we're shouting out into the void. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Instagram is this just massive black hole that, you know, you might get 50 likes or 100 likes or 10 likes or one like. But fundamentally, it feels a bit pointless. It feels a bit like it feels yeah. circular. And it, and it, and it, it because it's so, um, because you put so much work into the, 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 the art that you create, and and then afterwards, there maybe isn't the response that you think you should have got. That does something weird yeah. to the psychology as well, right? There's a there is yeah there is. And, and how you get how you get past that? I was wondering, really. Yeah, well, the way I do is I always tell myself it doesn't matter as deeply as what I'm thinking because really, a lot of it with social media is everyone's scrolling constantly. You know, me included. You're not always taking everything in especially in the way you want someone else to. Um, You know, everyone's going to look at things differently. And that's, you know, like, I mean, you guys, you know, you spoke very kindly about my work, but I never really expected anyone to take the work in, you know, with how I've um, done it. I don't know. I suppose when I started making work, I didn't think I'd ever go to uni. I was never interested in uni or any of that. So it's always been a journey of going up. And I was always a bit, as we were saying, you know, scared of showing faces. I'm not scared, just a bit unsure about it, uneasy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I think with now, with the whole like system, there's still times where I'll share something and be like, oh, 
you know, <clears throat> I've been resharing a lot of work from the last couple of years. And, you know, I looked the other day and I saw I had like a couple hundred likes from two, three years ago on the same piece and you got like 80 likes. But, but that in itself is helpful because it shows there's nothing to do with the work, really. Yeah. It's to do with the yeah. algorithm, it's how it's, you know, shown out, um, how Instagram works and all that. And the difference between if you do, you know, again, like a video, like a reel, you know, and how that. So it's, you've got to remember, it's not always about the work, even though it is about the work and you're making the work, it's how you're distribute, uh, distribute, can't say the word. Um, that's the one, <laughs> thank you. Uh, how you're kind of <clears throat> putting it out. And that's why I was interested in doing YouTube because I, I think, again, you were saying like, uh, you know, with music and art, and photography and blend ceramics, whatever it is, theatre, it's all really the same thing, you know? It's all different bits. It all overlaps and it's all connected from the same kind of, I don't know, source or right? essence that everyone wants to express, you know, in their own unique way. Um, and again, you know, I think going back to likes and all that, <clears throat> it doesn't matter as deeply, even though it will. And every now and again, I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like, oh. yeah yeah yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> the knife to the heart <laughs> exactly um no it's just a platform really in it it's not about all of the work which is why it's important to always keep it or i try and keep a level head with creating work where the, the reason i started or one of the reasons when i first got into uni my whole kind of thing was like you know, if I ever get to go in a gallery or any of that, one person gets something from it. Like one per even if one person hates it and they think, oh it's shit, bah. it's like if that can inspire that person to go and do something themselves. That was my whole thing. If it can inspire someone to do something, whether it be art or whatever, um, that would and I suppose that goes back to what we were saying earlier. Um I, I think it's it's really amazing and I think that if you do go and do a YouTube channel, you should just talk like you're talking now about why you make the work, what it what it does for you. Talk about individual pieces, show process, how you make the work. I mean, I, I don't think you need to overcomplicate it because I think Yeah. You know, I, I, I again it's it's like this surface level of internet of of we know all of these people and we don't really know them. And the minute that you begin to see them and you break down those barriers, what that does, it makes you invest in the person. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's like, you're really relatable. So like instantly when we, when we end this today, me and Daniel are both going to buy prints because I like you and oh, I want to support you, what you do. And I think it's really important, but, but not that, not just because I like you, because I like your work too. It's really yeah. great. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And I think, I think, I was listening to a, another podcast and a guy was saying, you know, there's a lot of artists which, which will get to the stage of they'll make the work and they hate the marketing point. They hate right. that it becomes this marketing scheme where you sell, 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 sell. But he said, if you flip that round and you instead of selling yourself, you just make yourself vulnerable and you explain what you do. Mm. That's another way of selling and, and it, it brings people to connect to you. And I think there's something in that. It's just yeah. being open yeah. enough to, to, you know, to, and that, that, you know, I, I hate it. I hate it. I can't. Me and Daniel have talked about doing videos for a long time for this, for, mm -hmm. for Idle Hands. And we've kind of, we may do a couple in the new year, but we're not going to do like 
twenty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think we could keep up with the with the uh, with the algorithm. Like, I, I think yeah. there's a there's an amount of an attention you have, right? You've only got whatever your bandwidth is, and yeah. I don't know. I feel like you can spread yourself too thin. You can dilute yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would be super interested. Problem, in, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. But I'd, I'd be really interested in um, seeing more about your process and about your the way you think about things on on something like you. It doesn't even have to be YouTube, but whatever that is. Mm, mm. Um, I don't know. Well, I feel yeah, like YouTube there's a, there's... is just an example. I mean, I right. think just because there's so much of that around, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, again, it could be anything, and that's what I'm trying to figure out because I think it needs. If me and Paul were honest, I think we probably should have started this on YouTube rather right, okay, than yeah, as, a, as a podcast. I think we yeah. it's not all about traction, it's not all about numbers, but to a no. certain extent, like Paul said earlier, like, are you screaming into the void? I think yeah. this long-form content has a place on, on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's lots of people that say, oh, everything needs to be below 15 minutes, people's attention span, blah, 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 blah. But if you actually look at the highest subscribed channels and stuff, a lot of them yeah. are really long. Right. That's the type of content as well, right? Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Something but that... that goes on TikTok, you know, throwing some around and it's that. But if it's a conversation between people, I think people are invested. Yeah. Um, and what, and they enjoy conversation, I think. I think if you can... show anything, it's showing people like that connection. Yeah. Um, but it holds, give you... it holds people's attention for longer, right? Like that longer yeah. form stuff. Yeah, I, I think I'd be really interested in seeing what you had. I can't remember. Who was that quote? Maybe Paul, maybe you might know. You're a smart guy. Who said that... Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> that there was somebody that had said um, an adventure, whatever that narrative is, right, is it's not as important as the the person that is happening to's willingness to go on the adventure. It could be something that other people might consider mundane. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's the subject. That's that's mm. the interesting thing, and it's it's their mm. willingness mm. to do the thing and to. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that, that's it's never, no. I think that's pretty it's never the destination. Hard. It's always the journey, Danny. <laughs> is, yeah. is that the quote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I I think there's something to that though. I think I do. Yeah. Again, some of the most mundane things you watch, it, like some movies that you watch, like My Shout Out Later, is. I'm not going to ruin it now, but there's some movies that if you look at the narrative, there's not really a lot happening. But, you know, if you watch a character portrait for an hour and a half, it's super interesting. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, um, what we were saying in the beginning, kind of, it's kind of gone back around to that, hasn't it? I can't remember exactly what it was, but it, it feels like we've kind of gone back to, to, to that starting point um, with the whole kind of psychology thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, why do you do it? Yeah, like authenticity, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been true to yourself, isn't it? You know, um, it just feels like what you're meant to be doing right now. Yeah, I think it's a very like, then it's primal thing, but you just follow the whatever that is inside yourself. You know, and I think that's why we create stuff. And because again, you could go, why do we create anything? Just because it's why feels we have right. this conversation, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, someone yeah. else again with, with the algorithm and stuff. So, well, there's going to be millions of people who probably never watch it and never hear of it, and that 
in one sense can be depressing. But in the other sense, it's like, well, there's going to be however many people on the planet. There's billions of people, you know. There's going to be other people. And I also think that's a really limiting way to live your life, right? If if, if you're not going to do things because nobody's going to see it, then you might as well not do nothing at all. Yeah, exactly. You know, and again, I think, I don't mean to to go on about it, but I think I've, I've been very fortunate with some of the stuff I've experienced from a young age, you know, like I had meningitis when I was younger, you know, all these different things to where like I missed a lot of school and, you know, there's a lot of times where you see people go out and you want to be involved and, you know, want to go and play football with my little brother and I couldn't do that. It was a lot of things like that to where like you realise a lot of stuff you're trying to hold on to or do doesn't matter in the long run because there's always another thing to do, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's the same with all the, you know, social media stuff and sharing your work. There's always another way, I think, you know, and you can't can't think too much about it, otherwise you just spend all day in bed, probably. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Some <laughs> Shall we do some shout outs, Paul? What yeah, do let's do some shout outs. Let's do some shout outs. Okay. I'm going to do two for you this week, Dan. I'm going to do two. Which one's gonna... the one, though? Oh, it's going to be Luke in first place. So this is um, for all the people. This is Luke Saxon. He's a Manchester photographer and he made a mm. book and he called it Fractions. And basically, it's wonderful. We've known Luke. He's been on our podcast. I can show you some stuff from the book if you want to have a quick look where he oh that's well nice that yeah yeah, yeah. i do love luke's work it's... you mentioned yeah. luke just before as well didn't you yeah yeah luke saxon yeah. Uh, it's printed with a, another place press um and it's a beautiful book it is it's it's uh, we've seen this work develop over the last couple of years mm. and um yeah it's it's I love, I love, I love, this is the, this chest, he's got a, a grey woman, you can't really see it, but he's got a grey woman's hair. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some like, I don't know what it is, is it wire or some twigs on the side of the road? And yeah, he just juxtaposes things that, you know, wouldn't normally be next to each other, but work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I so love he, that, that one there with the, was the, the goose. Duck? Goose. Yeah. Goose. Yeah. Goose. A, a cloud next yeah. to it. Yeah, that's great. That. Uh, cool, right? Yeah, that's great. Well, yeah. Manchester well, boy, well, he's, not, he's not far from you. Uh, so you'll have to, we'll have to get him to come down and see you. Yeah, we'll, we'll follow. We might come to Manchester one day, mightn't we, Dan? Yeah, we hopefully. Uh, let's do that in the new year. I'd like to, I haven't been to Manchester for ages. Ages. I've only been to Manchester once. I bloody loved it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Thanks, well, right. What's your shout out then, Dan? Um, so this week, my shout out is Sophia Coppola's archive. Um, it's just come out on mm. Mac. I think it's just come out on Mac. Um, Paul, you're absolutely going to love this. It's huge. It's a tome of a thing. It's about 400 odd pages long. And it's just literally photos from the sets of all of her movies. A lot of it's kind of point and shoot, but it's just, I don't know, there's a real vibe to it. There's bits of script that have been scanned in. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely incredible. Like, I can't stop looking at it. What's it called, um, the book? Sophia Coppola Archive. I think, oh, God, I don't have it in front of me. It's yeah, 1999 just, uh, to 2023, I think. 
I've just got it up there. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, Mm. nice. I'm going to buy it. I love these like books, you know, like one you were just showing of Luke's and this. I love photo books like that. Um, Yeah, yeah. Well, my tutors in third year at Brighton, his thing was this. We had to do a project where we had to do a documentary project for the enough um, and go around taking photos, kind of short, point and shoot. Do you still have that? Uh, yeah, I've got it somewhere. I don't have it on me now, but I did quite a few projects like that. To be fair. Now I'm thinking about it. I did do, you know, I was saying before, using photographers at all. Yeah. I did in third year. Um, I mean, the documentary projects I did, I couldn't think of any ideas. And I, and yeah, it was a bit strange to be fair, but it all kind of like stemmed from because uh, when I'm on my crutches, I, I spend a lot of time just looking at the ground. I would always get told off by physios and stuff, you know, it's like you've got to look up, but I've always got to see where my feet are going, especially if there's dog shit. On the you know, I mean, you've got to yeah. see where you're going. So I was looking down and I, I started to create a map of chewing gum in Brighton. So I just go to each kind of concrete slab of chewing gum and there'd be one or two. I just got hundreds and hundreds of pictures of chewing gum. <laughs> I love it. I, but that's an amazing project. I'm going to go and do it now. I'm just going down to Wandsworth to photo the chewing gum for the rest of the yeah. afternoon. You have inspired me. <laughs> oh, no, no, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's been a few similar, but there were very, um, there was one in the 70s. I can't remember who did it, but it was going up close um, with a macro lens, I think, and then taking pictures of chewing gum sound like um, bus stops and, you know, like seeing the gum, you know, was, yeah, very interesting. Cool. I like that. Um, uh, yeah, so, I'd be I'd be really interested in seeing those uh, those books you've done, Brian, like back sure, in the third yeah. year. Well, again, I've got a few. Again, I was into in foundation uh, the one you showed of Luke's, then with the goose and the cloud. I actually did one of my dog and a cloud. I, you know, but that whole thing again of just cut and paste. Uh, you know, it's nowhere near the stand of Luke's, but. It's that playful element, you know. It brings a smile to your face, and it's you know creating something. Yeah, there is definitely something <laughs> when I see work like that because my work's not that deep. It's just stuff I've seen. Yeah. Um, so yeah. when I see people that are doing something really clever, I, I there is this part of me that I'm like, wow, that's, that's absolutely crazy. How did you come up with that? But I, mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated by people that can do that properly artistic stuff, not the kind of boring. Here's a thing I've said. I I, th- I think you just got to do it, Dan. I think part yeah, of this I is, agree. I agree. I think it's my, my wife was moaning to me that she wants to write a book, and I said, if you want to write a book, you got to start writing. I said, nobody <laughs> nobody's going to write it for you, darling. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. I said you can give me a thousand excuses why you can't do it. I said all you need is a pen and a paper. Yeah, I, I'll give you the time. Go and sit down and write. Off you go. No, I need to come up with a world first and the characters. And I'm like, well, you're giving me excuses. These are just yeah, excuses. Yeah. And yeah. I think we, we can all put barriers in so, in front of ourselves, right, to stop us doing it. And you're you're possibly the best example I've ever ever had of taking those, like, you know, you you fight against those barriers your whole life, right? Um, I, you, you've inspired me today, honestly, Ryan. It's been amazing, really. Oh, thank you. Thank really, you. really, really thank you for coming it. to speak to us. I really appreciate it. No, thank, well, thank you for having me on. It means a lot. You know? right. I appreciate it. So I just want to say as well, like, I know you were just saying, uh, Dan, about, you know, 
feel like it's not that deep, you know. But I've never looked at any of the work I do as being deep or artistic. You know, again, you've just got to go and do it. And once you do it, I think you feel better, even if it is, you know, you don't use it. Down the line, you'll probably come back to it. That's what I do with a lot of the work I'm creating now. It's work from years ago that I kind of just palmed off and didn't think anything of it, you know, and then I'm right. using it again or changing it. So I think the more you create or the more you do, you've just got to archive, really. Have you got any other distinctly separate styles that you're kind of working in at the moment that you're just not sharing with people? Um, well, I'm always painting. I'm painting all sorts of nonsense. You know what I mean? Like I enjoy <laughs> painting and, and throwing paint around. And, and I've got sketchbooks of drawings, and I'll send you some of the some of that. Um, yeah, I'd like to see. You love to see. Love I love to see like the illustration stuff. stuff as well. You know, again, none of that is like great but it's just getting stuff out there and again and the more you you do it the better you get right as well like you you exactly yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and i think some of it as well like some of it isn't all for sharing you know some of it goes towards a bigger Mm. i suppose it goes back to what i said before but a bigger purpose or a bigger meaning um but it's yeah yeah all right i've got a couple of rapid fire questions for you before we let you go ryan yeah sure sure what's your dream band to do an album cover for Oh, uh, dream band. It doesn't have to be a band. It could be an artist of any, any kind. Yeah, I'll say. No, it'd be cool to do a new order. Actually, that would be fucking cool. It would be cool. Um, I mean, they released something. Was it last year? Really, this year? Oh, I haven't heard that. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna hunt that down. Yeah, I can't remember. I haven't listened to New Order for a while. I'm going to go and hunt that down. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, unless I imagined that pretty soon. I'm sure you didn't. I, my finger's not on the pulse with... <laughs> Final question, mate. Yeah. What's, your, what's your shout out? What's one thing you've been oh, enjoying recently? Shout out. Well, when I thought shout out, I thought it was shouting out like an artist or someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is yeah, so I was going to shout out my mate Daniel Dobson, who is from Manchester also. I've known Danny for a long time, and he was one of the reasons why I actually started uh, in the Stockport uh, Foundation. And he's been a, a good supporter of mine. So, yeah, I want to shout him out. And um, he's recently, I think he just finished his MA in Manchester. He might have done a second year, I can't remember, but... Yeah, he's a he's a great designer, and he also has a little studio with our other friend Alex, um, called Small Print Studio. Yeah, I want to shout them out. Nice. Thank yeah, you I'm just much. looking at their work now. I can definitely see that you guys are. There's something subtly different about it, but it's yeah. You you guys are all kind of there's a vibe, right? Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it. And they're very, very good at what they do as well, you know. Because Alex, I, I never, because um, Danny and Alex were friends in school. And I think when I started Foundation, Danny had just left because we're all the same age, but they went more around that kind of 18, 19 age, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, again, it goes about what we're saying. It's all kind of connected, you know. Mm. Yeah. Way. Where can people keep up to date with what you're up to? The announcement of your YouTube channel or whatever you're going to do? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, currently I'm just mainly on Instagram. I don't really yeah. use anything else. Um, I was thinking of using uh, Twitter or X, whatever it's called now. Um, I can't keep up with it. Yeah, me. I, to be honest, I used it years ago, but I only, you know, tweeted like one or two things. It was just never my thing, really. Um, you're, not, you're not missing out. No, yeah, it's gone, mate, it's, I never got, felt... it's gone really right wing now. Right. Yeah, I remember seeing something about it a couple of weeks ago, but again, it's just never really interested me. I've never been interested in trying to get my opinion out of that. Do you know what I mean? Which is what I guess most of it's used for. But I think it can be used for a lot of good as well. You know, anything can really, can't it? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's like a rule, isn't there? It's like, isn't there like a science rule that like any tool can be used for good or bad, whatever it is, like a pencil can be used to stamp something yeah, in the eye. Yeah. It can also use to draw. Like, yeah, yeah. And fire can be used to heat the room or it can burn someone, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah Daniel can be really annoying or he can be really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all varying degrees of losing with me. There's no like, there's no positive. It's all, it's all bad. This <laughs> is how bad do you want it to be, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you can catch Ryan uh, on Instagram at Ryan underscore. You can keep yeah. up to date with everything we're doing at Idle Hand Society on Instagram, and go join our mailing list. There's a there's yeah. a link in our bio every what every four weeks. Mm-hmm. Every four weeks, yeah. Every four Next weeks. One, someone in the middle of January, I think, will drop a next one. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Really appreciate your time. <laughs> no, thank you both very much.